Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Agency for International Development versus Alliance for Open Society International Incorporated. Certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. Argued May 5th, 2020. Decided June 29th, 2020. In the United States Leadership Against HIV-AIDS, Tuberculosis, and Malaria Act of 2003, as relevant here, Congress limited the funding of American and foreign non-governmental organizations to those with a policy explicitly opposing prostitution and sex trafficking. It's 22 U.S.C. Section 7631F. In 2013, that policy requirement, as it is known, was held to be, to be an unconstitutional restraint on free speech when applied to American organizations. That's uh, Agency for International Devo Development versus Alliance for Open Society International Incorporated. They're quoting the um, previous case by the exact same name. Those American organizations now challenge the requirements constitutionality when applied to their legally distinct foreign affiliates. The district court held that the government was prohibited from enforcing the requirement against the foreign affiliates, and the Second Circuit affirmed. The Supreme Court held the decision is reversed, and Justice Kavanaugh delivered the opinion of the court. Because plaintiffs' foreign affiliates possess no First Amendment rights, applying the policy requirement to them is not unconstitutional. Two bedrock legal principles lead to this conclusion. As a matter of American constitutional law, foreign citizens outside U.S. territory do not possess rights under the U.S. Constitution. See uh, Bomber Dean v. Bush. And as a matter of American corporate law, separately incorporated organizations are separate legal units with distinct legal rights and obligations. See Dole Food Corporation v. Patrickson. That conclusion corresponds to Congress's historical practice of conditioning funding to foreign organizations, which helps ensure that U.S. foreign aid serves U.S. interests. Plaintiffs' counterarguments are unpersuasive. First, they claim that because foreign affiliates' policy statement may be attributed to them, American organizations themselves possess a First Amendment right against the policy requirements imposition on their foreign affiliates. First Amendment cases involving such speech misattribution between formerly distinct speakers, see, for example, Hurley versus Irish-American gay, lesbian, and bisexual group of Boston. Start that sentence again. First Amendment cases involving speech misattribution between distinct speakers, however, are premised on something missing here. Government compulsion to associate with another entity. Even protecting the free speech rights of only those foreign organizations that are closely identified with American organizations would deviate from the fundamental principle that foreign organizations operating abroad do not possess rights under the U.S. Constitution and enmesh the courts in difficult line-drawing exercises. Second, plaintiffs assert that the court's 2013 decision encompassed both American organizations and their foreign affiliates. That decision did not facially invalidate the act's funding condition, suggest that the First Amendment requires the government to exempt plaintiffs, foreign affiliates, or other foreign organizations from the policy requirement or purport to override longstanding constitutional law and corporate law principles. The decision below is reversed. Justice Kavanaugh delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Thomas, Alito, and Gorsuch joined. 
Justice Thomas filed a concurring opinion. Justice Breyer filed a dissenting opinion in which Justices Ginsburg, Sotomayor joined, and uh, Justice Kagan took no part in the consideration or decision of the case. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at RhodesScholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and the number eight zero.